Welcome to this edition of Free Speak, a podcast of the Namibia Media Trust, and I'm Gwen Lister. It's programs which they want and programs which they need. These are the words of Mike Darker, who founded Breeze FM in Chapata, Zambia in 2002. And I couldn't have had a more appropriate guest for World Radio Day than Mike, who is himself a veteran of African journalism. He's also recently authored a book entitled A Zambian Journalist in Pursuit of Three Freedoms, so do look out for that. In our wide-ranging discussion, Mike also shares insights and experiences in setting up a successful radio station in a rural area, which I think will be invaluable to those wanting to pursue a career in digital media. Among others, Mike emphasizes how important it is to know your audience and their needs, even, and perhaps especially, if it includes helping them to find their lost goats. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, thank you, Gwen. Just to get you to trace back your steps a little bit and go back to your, the beginning of your career. Please. Um, as a journalist, you were born in the British colonial era. Yes, indeed. That you grew up primarily in Matera, yes, which in is, Lusaka. Which is, which is, you know, African township. Exactly, yes, and in yes. fairly tough circumstances, Absolutely. as you point out. Uh, this was a time where Apartheid South Africa was in its heyday. Exactly. Um, but in Zambia, although you didn't experience apartheid, there was huge discrimination. There was. Between the colonized and the colonizer. There was. I mean, you couldn't... I mean, where you stayed det was determined by... Correct. You know, your, your racial... Uh, your, 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 you know, whether you were black, you'd be in black townships. If you were colored, you were in colored areas. If you were Indian, you lived in, you, you know, Indian segregated area. And then, they were, you know, whites were in their own areas. I, even shops. As Africans, actually, we could not go into the central business district of Lusaka and purchase something. Right. Yeah, you, there were shops where you went. And if you went into town, you, you actually purchased through a window. You were not allowed to enter through the main door of the building. So yes, there was all that. And for me and why, journalism became the thing that I thought I should get into, was that I went to secondary school across town from right. where I was staying. Right. I, every day I went on a bus, and which took me through the town center mm -hmm. to a township called Kamwala, where the Prince Philip Secondary School, which had been for Indian and colored children until independence in 64, you know, where I, I, I started my secondary education. So every morning, I saw different things. Part of the township I was living in, right. the, the main town center, and this other residential area. And so the, the things that were going through my mind. But what, what in fact I think made me get into journalism was that I had an interest for reading. And every day at school, I went into the library and I looked through the papers. I never saw any story that said anything about the kind of place that I was staying in. Exactly, I saw you and mention yet, that. And yet there was so much that was going on all the time. And so much news exactly. that was ignored. Yes, just ignored. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking, wait a minute, how do we get news about what is happening in our township? 
yeah. into the newspapers, into radio, and maybe right. even television. So later, as I spoke to my teachers and other people, they said, well, you know, we, there are colleges that are you know, doing journalism. If you, you think yeah. very seriously about it, you know, undertake one of those courses and let's wow. see what happens. And that's what I did. And so that sparked your interest, interest. in trying to fill in the gaps Absolutely. Uh, of the Absolutely. news Absolutely. of the day that exactly. wasn't that wasn't being told. The exactly. story is not exactly. being told. You mentioned there, Mike, and I just want to track back to that briefly. Um, that it was a love of reading, yes. and I think your other great love was yeah. music, music, if I remember. Of yes. Um, yes. And I'd like to stop there a second Please. because you probably agree with me if I say one of the main problems with our journalists today is that they're not reading. They are not uh, reading. Just dwell on that a little bit Please. and emphasize how very important it is to, to have this really good general knowledge. Understanding issues. Mm -hmm. It's about uh, being capable of, of interpreting the events that are happening right. so that it's not just writing about what somebody has said. Or he said, bare she facts. said. Yes, he, he said, she said, and, yeah. and bare facts. So it's, it's interpretation, it's analysis. There's very little of that now. In fact, if... If, if one is to ask what is the real difference between the media then, even if we're in a one-party system and now, is that there's very little analysis going on. Absolutely. We, the Sunday Times of Zambia, which was the Sunday edition of the Times of Zambia newspaper, people could read the whole day of Sunday because there were such detailed Sa articles that dealt with all the things that had been going on. Today, I don't think anybody will spend uh, any, anything up to an hour with a newspaper. Absolutely. So you know, a few minutes and you put it away. So really, our journalists must read. Mike, uh, you touched on it, the Vintuk Declaration, which I think many young African journalists today don't realize was such a great moment for the media in Africa. We tend to think, okay, we've always been on the mm -hmm. receiving end of the Western media, but in fact, so much change Absolutely. in the world's media Absolutely. has originated in Africa, not mm -hmm. least of all the Vintuk Declaration, the charter on broadcasting, the later moves to, to put in place um, access to information laws. Mm. There have been a host of things which I think African journalists can really wear mm. as a badge of pride. And of True. course, World Press Freedom Day exactly. came about as a result of the adoption of the Vintuk Declaration. Obviously, the Vintuk Declaration came at a time that Africa was changing, that we mm. were moving away mm. from the one-party states apartheid in, in South Africa, mm. and it was like a, a breath of, of fresh mm -hmm. air and mm -hmm. gave some impetus to free and pluralistic media on the continent. Did you find that also had an effect Great in effect. Zambia? Because all the change that has happened in Zambia. Exactly. Came and from then leading to the charter on yes. broadcasting Zambia in 2001. Zambia today has 145 radio stations. It has 44 television stations. Lusaka alone has 31, 39 That's radio incredible. stations. All that can not, you can't deny the fact that without the Vinduk Declaration, that would, that not, would have not have happened. happened at all. That's very my, interesting. My own region, when I went there, there was only one Catholic radio station. Right. Mine was the second one. Right. Today we have 14 radio stations. In that same area. In that same area. And then there's also a television station in our town. It's, it's, it's amazing. My only concern is that they've given out licenses because there are frequencies that must be given out. Right. But is there the ad spend? 
to support the yeah. operations of all these media There's institutions. Definitely. I don't think so. So, in the because end, only the strongest survive, Exactly, really. yeah. exactly. Because yeah. the truth is, there is not enough money to go around to support all those media institutions. And, and the advertisers also haven't increased. The Absolutely. ad spend tends to remain the same. Yeah. And so, it, it would be tough times for a lot of those you know, but but yeah. I think the good thing is that anyway there is diversity there's, exactly there's and diversity. everybody has an opportunity to Absol try at absolutely. least to set something up. But also up. people have a choice to listen to the radio station of, the, of of their choice mm. or to buy the newspaper of their choice. But real growth in media in Zambia has been in the radio sector, where I know that. almost every single district has a radio station. Has a radio, and for me. To give voice because yeah, now it's absolutely. not it's not stories and programs about people far away. No, it's local stories, local voices, and local people talking about their own issues. Local people talking about issues that affect them that government needs to deal with. It's the most important thing that could have happened. But Mark, it's fascinating to me that the radio remains. We both agree very very important in Africa. Mm. Community radio, perhaps even more so. What is it though? Because I think if we had 104, I don't think it would be possible <laughs> to have that in Namibia. Yeah. What is it that Zambians have just, they took to radio? Uh, uh, what do you think has is, is, is caused that? Because I know, as I say, radio is popular yes. um, in Africa still, but not on a scale like it is in Zambia. No. no. Well, I, I think two things. One, obviously, is that people had gotten so tired of the national radio and the change that came if you remember with Radio Phoenix initially, and then later all Absolutely. these other, yes, people are just fascinated about the fact that they can listen to whatever radio station they want. Yeah. Lusaka even has just a music radio and whatever. But the other thing is that also people don't read enough anymore. No, that's right. But also because radio, radio is not like television which arrests you and fixes you in a, in a position. Radio is always mobile. Exactly. <laughs> so mobile. they are listening yes. while they are doing whatever it Other is they are doing. Yes. Mm. And when there is something interesting or important that they want to pay particular attention to, then they stop a bit and you know take that in. But also, for instance, our own radio station. It's because we we initially tried to find out what it is that the radio stations that they had been listening to was not giving them. Correct. Okay, the yeah. kind of programs and when to broadcast and mm -hmm. all that. And we, we, we focused on, 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 you know, the storytelling, African storytelling that uh -huh. was being done in villages by uncles and grandparents. Our radio station does that. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. So people yeah. are, are tuned in and they are listening. And, and also the very fact that for a long time, government had proscribed what languages to be used in, in radio. Correct. Many of the languages were not heard on radio. Exactly. Now, in any district, you listen You've to radio in your own yes, yes, in your own language, and telling you interesting local stories it's, it's and making it much more accessible. It, exactly, so Mike. Accessible. I've got to just quote from a, one thing in your book which I really loved, and that was your poetic description of why you called it Breeze FM, yeah. and you describe it like the cool air that blew over Chipata from the surrounding hills, yeah. especially at dawn and dusk. Yeah. I love that. I must tell you, it gave me chills. 
But for listeners there, when yes. you started that radio station, it was like a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. As you say, it came to them in the local language yeah. and English. Yeah. Um, and your slogan there was also to uplift the spirit of the people. Yes. How did you do that? We did that by demystifying what radio was, because radio was distant. Okay, they tuned in, yes, the voices were distant, the issues were distant and everything. We localized to the extent that the description, for instance, of studio, which could be translated to mean padded room, fascinated our people. And many of them wanted to see <laughs> this padded room. And so we opened our station. Whoever came and Made wanted, it accessible. Yes, accessible to them. So we made it so accessible to people around the radio station. Any villager who came wanted to see this padded room. And they were treated like royalty and taken around you know, made to sit in the studio, interviewed, and when they went back to the village, they were excited, they were telling about that story. Everybody just got on to us. And because also of the programming, right. you know, they are serious. It's programs which they want and programs which they need. And it was also about okay. their own issues. Exactly. The missing goats Absolute. was one of the stories exact. you tell. In Where fact, are my goats? Exactly. Help me find my goats. Those were our first exactly. adverts. Yeah. Missing goats. Yeah. It's the first adverts. And the trust that was built up between the listeners and the radio station. You know, I've been there 17 years. People know there's a darker involved. Most people don't know me. The person they know is a, the oldest member of our staff who tells all those traditional stories, right. and he's known as Go-Go Breeze. Yes. And almost all their problems he deals with, Mar marital, problems. education, traditional, whatever they write. They used to write letters, now they text or they come to the station to see him. It's just an amazing thing. No, I think yeah. it, it's a really yeah. wonderful story, but yeah. not to be forgotten is the fact that when you started Breeze, there were a lot of skeptics. And people who said, you'll never make it. Mm. You're going to a rural area mm. to set up a community uh, a broadcaster, commercial, commercial yes. on commercial, exactly. Yes. Yes. And you did. Yes. So a quick few tips, perhaps, yes. Mike, for young broadcasters mm. wanting to start out today in their, in their uh, own areas. Yes. Uh, obviously, we can't do it in a few minutes, yes. uh, but you faced a lot of problems yes. in the... What in a, a, about five ideas of yeah. how well two they can it's, do it. It's actually only two. Okay. One is know your audience, so so right. do some kind of audience. And you it. did that, and before. we did that. Yes. So know your audience. Most of our guys just set up radio and they broadcast. Preach and they, to yes, to and people. then they start saying this is your community radio station. So know your audience, uh, and and the. You see, community for most radio stations is, is a geographical area. It's not. Okay? There are communities within the communities. So know all those. And also find out exactly what kind of programming do they want. The most important question we asked was, what, what are you not getting? That, uh, that you need. Are, yes, that yes. you need. And so once you do that, th they'll be with you. The second thing is, of course, find out who's going to pay. Absolutely. People think you set up a radio station, then everybody will be coming over, you know, to, to Absolutely. Give and you, you money. did a lot of research now we did into advertising absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Who is going to pay and at what levels? And the model that came out was we knew that individuals who, who had lost a goat or who a relative has gone missing or whatever may, may come in. Of course, there's stuff that you don't charge for. 
illness, death, and all those other things. Then the small companies, the markets. We had a guy who was going into all our markets. And it's amazing what kind of announcements come out of those markets. They, they're interesting, they help them to sell their goods, but they're also putting money into the station. Right. Then, of course, the companies that are in your area, all the, 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 the government departments, the NGOs. Exploit them all and go and see all them all. All of them, yes. yes. So those two things that we did right. make, made us to survive. Is exactly what and caused you to take off and, absolutely. and be it took profitable. Some time. The problems were many, of course, because... Absolutely. And this, I think everybody must realize, Absolutely. those of us who started back in the day know yeah, yeah. it's a long slog, yeah. it's 24-7, you can't be afraid of, of work to, to, to make anything succeed, uh, let alone that. Mike, Absolutely. I think, you know, this has been such a fascinating discussion and you and I know we could talk for days about Absolutely. this and related Absolutely. subjects, Absolutely. but um, we have a time constraint, so I'd like to thank you very much, both for sharing with us, but also for taking time out of what is really your retirement to share with others and with the youth and to help mentor them and give them hints and tips and ideas and tell them how it's done. And so thank you for, for coming out of darker estate, <laughs> I think you call it. And uh, we wish you the very best of luck uh, in the future and back to your, as you say, back to your completing your circle, Absolutely. back to your roots in yes, Chipata. So thank you, Mike. and. It's been a wonderful Thank you, conversation. Pleasure is mine.